episode th- not episode three, episode nine. All right, screw this one up. Anyway, um, today I guess we're going to start with some. Well, the biggest news story of the week: Tremors is coming back. Yay! Scott's happy. I love Tremors. It may be the greatest film ever. And the biggest news story of that is the fact that Kevin Bacon is coming back. Scott, you read the story before I did. Scott, talk about it. Kevin Bacon's coming back. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I that he's going to do the TV show. What was the TV show he was on there not too long ago? Uh, The following. The following. Yeah, he had a recent show, but I mean, man, the last Tremors movie, I mean, it sucked, but it was like way less sucked than the previous two. (laughs) It was kind of fun, but um, I don't know. A TV show might be a good direction for him to go. One of the big things about the first Tremors is first off, it didn't, there weren't any expectations of, of anything. They didn't have a past to try to build on. And I think that's kind of killed like the movies a little bit. Plus, you know, the whole Hollywood cash-in idea. But, uh, I mean, remakes, remasters, all this stuff's the big thing right now. So, you know, getting uh, Kevin Bacon back on board. I mean, his performance was awesome in that first movie. And uh, what was the other guy's name? Frank Ward? Yeah. Fred Ward? Fred Ward. Fred Ward. Yeah, but yeah. It'd be cool if I could get him back, too. But um, And I, have, I don't have any doubts that uh, the... Uh, right-wing extremist gun nut will be back earl is it earl yeah so well this was from entertainment weekly um universal cable productions and bloomhouse product productions are developing a show based on the 1990s cult favorite about a giant killer worm about giant killer worms a movie that spawned four direct-to-video sequels There was a previous TV version as well as the 13-episode Tremors, the series, that aired on the Sci-Fi Channel in 2003. Yeah, I vaguely remember that one. Yeah, not very good. Um, Earlier this year, Bacon said he loved to revisit the character. Quote, I'd love to do something else with Tremors and revisit the character 25 years later. Man, that's, that's been a while. Um. Part of what's great about the movie is that there are next to no digital effects. The monsters are done with puppetry, and that's still off. Funny and scary. It's a cool accomplishment. Uh, UCP and Bloomhouse are currently shopping the project around to various networks, and we're told multiple, quote, multiple bidders are interested. Um, obviously, Sci-Fi Channel's new incarnation, Sci-Fi, Seems like one potential fit, but nowadays pretty much every network is interested in genre shows. So, um, still, this this is should be fun. Oh, um, Andrew Miller, the Secret Circle, Secret Circle, God damn it, the Secret Circle has been tapped to write the adaptation. I've never heard of this uh, show. What the hell is the Secret Circle? I don't have any idea. I misspoke earlier. Earl was the guy that 
Fred Ward played, and Bert is Michael Gross's character. Oh, it's on the CW. I just watched that like two weeks ago. Oh, so it's like a teen angst drama. After her mother dies in the fire, Casey yep. Blank goes to live with her grandmother in Chance Harbor. Wash. Oh boy. After she as she died, as she adjusts to her new life, she's more than skeptical when her new friend explains to her that she is a powerful witch and they have been waiting for her return. Oh god. Mm. So which one I don't want this mom? fucker touching trimmers. No, he ugh. Oh well. Couldn't be any worse than anything else they've done to trimmers. Ass blasters. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's ass blasters, I'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, this is old news, everybody else is reporting it, but I forgot to add this to the doc every single week. Amazing stories is coming back. So uh Scott, how you feel about this one? Uh yeah, I just got my freaking world rocked. Sorry. The guy plays Bert was the dad on freaking Family Ties. How did I not yeah. see that? Holy shit. What the hell? Did you not realize this? <laughs> no. How did I miss that? Wow. Holy cow. Okay. Anyways, what the hell were we talking about? Amazing Stories is coming back. Steven yeah, Spielberg I remember Amazing stories. stories. can't remember. I didn't make the Michael, the Michael Ties. Uh, family Michael Ties, Ties connection. Yeah. Yeah, Michael J. Fox, Michael Gross, whatever. So, um, <laughs> amazing stories. Amazing stories. I hope it's. Um, I hope that it's got writers that are not too Hollywood that are still in love with what they do, just like the original Amazing Stories. They had a lot of original stuff, and there's a lot of heart in it. But most of these like anthology type shows, um, I don't know. They're kind of hit and miss. So, yeah. I'm excited. Is Spielberg producing? Um, no, no, please, so. I wonder if that's on Netflix. It was at one time, but I don't think all of it was. I used to watch that when I was a kid. I loved it. No, he's not involved in this one. Nah, that's what it says. Yeah. Well, that's that could be good or bad. I mean, you know. But it will be nice to see at least it come back. But one thing that is coming back, Lost in Space. Well, somewhat. It's in development at uh, Netflix. Um, oh my gosh, Lost in Space. Remember that terrible movie with Joey from Friends? Yes. Ah, that movie sucked. I used to watch the reruns of the uh, Lost in Space when I was a kid. I don't remember what channel it was on. TV Land is <laughs> where we watched it. I it was on something before TV TV Land though. I'm sure it was because mm. I saw it when I was like really little. And TV Land didn't hit the what like the 90s. 
Yeah. Not, not around here, anyways. Yeah, this is from Deadline. Uh, the new Lost in Space is described as an epic but grounded science fiction saga focusing on a young explorer family from Earth lost in the alien universe and the challenges they face in staying together against seemingly insurmountable odds. Sounds like Fantastic Four. It hails from future writers Matt Stansma and Burke Sh Sharpless from Dracula Untold. Uh, which one was that? Was that the new one that was supposed to be the beginning of the um, new Monsters verse? Uh, Dracula Untold? Yeah. Look that up. Um, who executive yes, produced it. with Kevin Burns of Synthesis Entertainment, as well as Neil Marshall and Mark Helwig of legendary TV-based Apple Box. Marshall is expected to direct. Um... Dracula Untold did not do well. Was that the one I was thinking of, though? Well, I'm trying to see if that's which studio made it. Yeah, that's the one. Oh Universal boy. Pictures. Oh, boy. Well, they're off to a bad start. Ah, budget was $70 million, Box office was 215 <clears throat> Well, they say, rule of thumbs, what, like double the freaking budget, and that's what it cost after advertising. Hmm. So between that and DVD sales, it probably broke even. The domestic box office or worldwide? I think it's domestic. Either way, this... I don't think now is a good time to have lost the space, especially when you look at the fact that Fantastic Four didn't do very good. And this is basically Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's lost, in space, lost in Space... Lost in Space is 50 years old. Yeah, I mean... It's not going to have the brand awareness, I think. Um, at this point, I would venture that um, for the movie-going demographic, which is what, 21 to 35? Or shit, 14 to 35? Um, how many of them are really familiar with Lost in Space? At least that it's some sort of part of their childhood or, or you know, something important. I mean, maybe some of us 30-year-olds, 30 30-pluses, but what about your mid-20s and your late teens? They just don't have that connection. So unless they get like, you know, if they make it, it'll end up being like a freaking teen drama with a bunch of uh, people. It's going to be like Teen Magazine and a trailer that sells that kind of story, then maybe they'll make something. But if they tried to make just a straight family surviving in space kind of stuff based off the original... I just don't see it really doing a lot of money, but I'm not exactly an industry insider either. Well, did you watch the Central Intelligence trailer? No, but I'm going to. Uh, there's no point. You won't hear the audio. Oh, that's right. My audio is broken. You said you watched everything, Scott. I guess I did. You know, there's like reading and stuff on this document here. I just saw Rock Central Intelligence, and that was about as far as I got. <laughs> Rock Central Intelligence trailer. Teaser trailer. It's out, people. Watch it. It's good. Yeah, I'll get back with you in a second. Val Kilmer confuses fans as whether or not he'll be in Top Gun 2. So, there will be a Top Gun 2. Uh, Heroes come. 
in two sizes. So the first thing, now Val Kilmer sent out a Facebook post saying, quote, have no fear. Jerry Brookhammer has a fit. No, actually, that's not what the first thing he posted. God damn you, Hollywood Reporter. Um, okay, this is the first thing he posted. I just got offered um, Top Gun 2. Not often you get to say yes without reading the script. It's starring Gene Applet. Dot, dot, dot. That's it. Now, this made everybody think, oh, it's got Gene Hackman. Okay. I want to watch this. What? Central Intelligence Agents. Let's see. Central Intelligence. See, now you confuse everybody listening to this because... <laughs> I just like Val Kilmer when he gets out of bed in the morning. I'm confusing, okay? Mm. He just comes off as somebody that's confused all the time. Mm. Okay, that trailer looks really good. So, you know, I would say his real reason for taking the role without fucking reading the script was a lack of work. Yeah. Well, he, okay, but, well, that confused everybody because the fact that he stopped there making everybody think Gene Gatman was in it. And he had to go on to say, uh, well, no, that, that's not what I was talking about. Gene Hackman is actually not involved in, in this movie. It's, what the hell is Gene Hackman even doing? He's 85 fucking years old. Yeah. Right? All right. Shit, I guessed. Right on the money. He is 85 years old. January yeah. 30th, 1930. Huh. So, at least he's still alive. God bless him. Um, he he had to go on to say Francis Ford Coppola and Gene Hackman are examples of what an actor says yes to. They are not involved. Sorry for the misunderstanding. And then uh, he went on to say, "Have no fear. Jerry Bruckheimer has a fifty billion dollar history behind him, and Tom hasn't done too badly neither. They will make something to buy popcorn on for on Sunday for sure." And then someone went on and bitched at him and said that um, to make sure that he was, let's see. Another commenter said the 55-year-old actor needed to make sure that he was healthy enough to work on the project because in January, Kilmer had tests on a possible tumor. Uh, then he went on to say, I have had treatment on perfectly well, don't believe articles that say a, quote, source says, if they can't claim a relationship to me, how can you trust they are telling the truth? Even when they do assign a name to whoever they give 50 bucks to, how does a nurse or a park attendant know about my personal health? And Kilmer even responded to haters who say that he was too old and overweight to play Iceman again. That be you, Scott. Sorry to disappoint, but I'm <laughs> 65 pounds now. Uh, so do not know if he's actually playing in a movie or not, but apparently there is a Top Gun too. Val Kilmer, man, you know what? I love that guy. I have to be the shit on him that <laughs> he's gonna be in it or not. <laughs> He he's grown into exactly what I would expect Mag Mardigan to be when he got old. Overweight and Looney Tune. 
<laughs> he's, he's 165 pounds now. Is he down? Yeah, you did say that. Okay. Yeah. I just, anytime you Google him, it's always fat pictures. People That's fat what the internet's that for. That's what the internet's for. Yeah. Um, let's see, recently he's, uh, did a voice in planes. I haven't heard of anything. Let's see. If I go all the way back to. Holy shit. Holy shit. Um, 2008 Knight Rider. What the fuck's that? There was a Knight Rider movie in 2008? Made for TV. In 2008? I think so. Backdoor pilot for the new Knight Rider series. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently didn't go anywhere, did it? He was the voice of Kit. Yeah. Well, if there was some half-assed attempt to make some Star Wars stuff out. Spartan, 2004. It's the last time. It's the last movie he was in that I heard of. Red Planet, 2000. Joe the King, 99. We have, um, I guess it was the American Movie Awards or some bullshit. Yeah, like a 15-second clip of... uh, Finn and Ray running around getting blown up. It seemed very Star Warsy. Yeah. It's kind of like when the um, the space slug, when they had the Millennium Falcon parked inside that thing's guts, and it was like falling back and forth, and all running around yelling at each other because they're like all panicky. Kind of like that. Yeah. Empire Magazine, I guess they have some kind of deal. Who owns Empire Magazine? I don't know. Because they've been releasing a lot of pictures lately. They did that some sweet deal because that's where all the pictures are coming from. Uh, Empire's always had everything. As long as I can remember. I used to subscribe to it. Then there was the internet. So, you know. Um, who owns it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's out of the UK. But anyways... Um, Bauer Consumer Media of Hamburg-based Bauer Media Group. So, but they got a picture of Captain Phasma, and they have was it six covers? I guess you want to call them collectible covers for Force Awakens. You have Kylo, Han, and Chewie. Poe, Finn, Ray. Well, Ray and BB-8. Yeah, it doesn't say. I guess it's just this group owns it. Yeah, they got, I mean, they throw some serious money around, apparently. They always, I mean, they always have a really good magazine, and they always have um, the uh, pictures. I mean, they're always on top with the first photos and stuff. Every big release. So, it's part of its 18th birthday issue, published in June 2007, they published a list of top 18 rated moments in film. Number one, the chestburster from Alien. Here we got our Alien mention in. 50 greatest films. Number three, Alien. 27 Aliens. Yeah. The uh, 
covers look a little fake. If you take a look at them. That's the yep. top. That's rated R films. Yeah, they always look photoshoppy. Yeah. Airbrushed. They look they, are. they look a little too fanboyish. Yeah, there's always I don't it's like even the lighting. I mean it just it doesn't look real at all. Yeah, these don't look that great. They've had some good covers, but yeah, they definitely look foreign. Well, Gail Gadot has, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She released the uh, first Wonder Woman image from the, I guess they are just calling the film Wonder Woman. What's going to be? Uh, the somewhat prequel slash whatever <laughs> film it is. And uh, she looks good. She released it on her Twitter and her uh, Facebook feed. And I think a week before that, they had um, some... I guess it was a leak from set photos. It was uh, Chris Pine and some other guy. Was who was it? Chris Pine and somebody else was uh, leaked from uh, the set in their nineteen. Was it nineteen forty one? What what time period was it? It's the forties. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. 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 Whatever. We're both Jews. It it doesn't matter. Either way, it's one of those period pieces. Loosely a period piece. Split between two timelines in a world where DC will fuck everything up because that's what they do. Oh, I have I have zero doubt they're going to screw this up. It's I mean between Warner Brothers and Fox, like, uh, film stars Chris Pine as Captain Steve Rogers, Robin Wright, Danny Houston. David Twells, Ewan Brimmer, I'm not even going to pronounce this dude's name, or that chick's name, and Lucy Davis. Huh. Set to open in 2017. Oh, well, they, damn, 2017. How who's, fucking long is it going to take to make this movie? Who's the writer? Um, they probably got 15 writers on this fucking movie. Principal photography is underway. Produced mm. by Charles Roven, Zack Snyder, Deborah Snyder, Jeff Johns. So. Yeah, Saeed, whatever. Tom. 
that guy from American Hustle. Uh, I don't see who wrote it. That's what I'm interested in. Who's the writer? I've given up on directors. Well, Google? A challenge. Yeah, I'm there now. Uh, Jason Fouch, William M. Mar Martian. Jason Fouch. Mm. Screenplay by... Known for Ice Age... Payne, Jane Austen's Mafia, fucking Flipper. Yes. I say it's Continental, Pan, Mafia, and Flipper. Fuck yeah. Oh, mostly. Yeah, we could have been better. The Hebrew Hammer? He played the adolescent Hasidic boy. So he's, as a writer, he's done Pan and Ice Age. Big Thunder Rags. Yep, this movie's fucked. Yeah, I say it's Continental Drift was definitely the least of the four, five, or ten. Or <sighs> Christopher Nolan's Memento to get a remake. Useless, useless, useless. I don't see. I don't remember if we actually talked about this or not. I think we did. I know I spoke to other people about this. You know, okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still on the last story looking at the cast. I, I mean, that movie's not that old. Fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, AMBI Pictures ran by Andrea. I would say that a group of producers or Hollywood execs are probably thinking, well, 15 years, there's a whole new audience that's grown up in that time. So maybe, maybe there's is some method behind the madness. NBA pictures has, um, the company has the remake rights due to the acquisition of the library of X. Exclusive media group. The 400-tile library also contains such movies as Cruel Intentions, Donnie Darko, Rush, and Sliding Doors, among others. I think we did talk about this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. So, it's going to be a bad time for everybody. But a good time is this. The Fantastic Four 2 has been pulled from the release schedule. <laughs> I like Latina Review's headline. Rejoice. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen the movie. But I, I, I do not doubt for a second that it's terrible. We'll watch it eventually. Maybe we should actually get together and watch this. It's, we should do like one of those reaction videos and we watch it. Because... <laughs> <sighs> uh, Maybe we should do a Patreon. If you want us to watch Fantastic Four, you have to pay us to watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean... I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but it's it got slayed. 
and I'm sure right, rightfully so, it got slayed. Oh, I don't have any doubts whatsoever. I mean, everything from from start to finish was just. I mean, look at this freaking punk ass looking kid. They got to play freaking um, Johnny Storm, not Johnny Storm, but uh, Mister no, Fantastic. Mister Fantastic. I mean, is it that the little guy that got killed at the end of Freddy vs. Jason? <laughs> the little nerdy guy. That's who it looks like. I mean, it's. I know an actor's supposed to be able to pull off certain things. But you have to have a certain look for a certain kind of character a lot of times. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's superficial and stereotypical to think that someone... I don't know. He looks like a little nerd rather than a big nerd. So I guess it would work. But I don't know. The cast just didn't look interesting at all for this movie. The thing looks all right. Maybe now they can go to Marvel and get it done right. Yeah, in about 15 years. It didn't take that long for Spider-Man to get done. True, true. I just can't imagine this being much worse than Spider-Man 3, but maybe. Yeah. I mean... How you pronounce this chick's name? The fanboy backlash was huge to begin with when they with the casting. What guy's name? Well, Michael B. Jordan. That was a controversy. It caused a lot of, I don't know. It was in the news, or not in the news, but like discussion boards were big. With You had one group of people fighting over, well, it shouldn't matter if the character's white. And then you had another group saying, well, yeah, it should, because that's just what the character is. It's not, you know. And then, of course, you probably had your ones that just wanted to troll or actually were racist, but... I don't know. That that movie was just jacked up. I think I think Michael B. Jordan was the absolute least of its problems. All right, if, Scott. If there's a problem at all. There's some alien bullshit going down, so talk about it. All right. So Michael Bean has stated that uh, basically the whole concept of Alien Five is to pass the torch to Newt. So, I anticipate he won't have a job in the next movie because of this. But, uh, AVP Galaxy, let's see, talked to Icons of Fright about his role in the upcoming monster comedy, blah, 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 24 hour rental. And look, see, they're planning on bringing me and Newt back. And at this point, Newt will be around 27 years old. I know that every actress in Hollywood is going to want to play this one. It's really a passing the torch between Sigourney. And this younger actress who would play Newt. So interesting. AVP Galaxy points out that Michael Bean has commented that he had not actually seen the script for Alien Five, but he did talk to Blancamp and gave him a rundown. So mm. and to update that, Michael Bean's Facebook page, he Bean was merely speculating during the Icons of Fright interview. The press sometimes has a way of misinterpreting what was actually said. When I was interviewed and asked what my thoughts were about the Alien 5 movie, I was speculating that the Aliens 5 story might be about. And if I did know the plot point, I would certainly not reveal them before the movie was released, let alone before it went into production. So, the Terminator fans updated also uh, from a representative for Michael Bean. 
The interviewer clearly misunderstood the context of Michael's words, and as a result, he has sadly been misrepresented and very much wishes to set the record straight. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. He, he straight says, they're planning on bringing me and Newt back. That's how he starts. I need to see the whole interview or mm. hear it. But, I mean, if that's... They, they're planning on bringing me and Newt back, yada, yada, yada. I, that's a pretty direct statement to me that he's, he's quoting something he's heard possibly. So I don't know. He needs to be careful with that. He doesn't have a lot of job prospects. That's not his own. Eh. Alien five could be the greatest fanfic ever or the worst fanfic ever. crazy they're bringing at least one character back from the dead like that or two characters back from the dead let alone nude on top of it that'd be three i don't i don't expect alien five to ever happen just don't see it happening yeah they got blonde camp and the project's on hold um which supposedly it's part of the plan from day one but if alien covenant doesn't do well then alien five is just not happening so <sighs> the last few alien movies i mean they well avp especially alien three you got a good you got a kind of boring slasher movie i guess you would call it with the original cut, the assembly cuts much improved, but it still has a lot of flaws. And then, uh, I mean, it's, it's a much better movie. And then alien resurrection is just trash no matter what way you cut it. And then you had AVP one and AVP two. I'd put AVP one above alien resurrection, but that's not saying much. Let's see. In on to gaming news. This was in um, July uh, 2015. Shudi Yoshida, the president of Sony's Worldwide Studios, said, quote, we don't have backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4. With PlayStation Now, you can play PlayStation 3 games on PlayStation 4. But the main purpose of PlayStation Now is a network service. By removing the requirement of games running on the console itself, we can bring PlayStation games to multiple devices, including non-PlayStation devices. We just announced an alliance with Samsung in the U.S. so people who purchase Samsung TVs can play PlayStation games on their TVs. So that's the main purpose, not to provide backwards compatibilities. Uh, what now? Sony's working on bringing PlayStation 2 titles to the PlayStation 4. The company confirmed to Wired Thursday, quote, we are working on utilizing PlayStation 2 emulation technology to bring PlayStation 2 games forward to the current tech generation. We have nothing further to comment at this point in time. So we're now emulating games. Thank you. Have a nice day. So is emulation going to be behind the playstation now no 
they're emulating it. They've already started emulating it. First PlayStation 2 games using emulation software to run PlayStation 4 are already out. A bundle available now at a retail that includes PlayStation 4 console and the Star Wars Battlefront game also include a selection of bonus classic games. Super Star Wars, Star Wars Racer, Revenge, Star Wars Jedi Fighter, and Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Two of those are really good. Super Star Wars and Racer Revenge. Yep. Jedi Starfighter is okay. Bounty Hunter was okay, but I played through both of those on the PS2. later three games, according to Digital Foundry, as reported by Eurogamer, aren't simply ports of old code to PlayStation 4. Instead, they are a num- number of signs indicated that they, they're running on a proprietary of emulation software. Oh, shit. Super Star Wars. That was originally a Super Nintendo game. So now you mm-hmm. got a... On, on Sony hardware. Ooh. Of course, LucasArts, I'm sure, owns it. Or Disney owns it. Yeah. And That's interesting. If you go over to... Um, $10 to buy Super Star Wars by itself. Yeah. I want you to pay for the cartridge, I believe, after shipping. Right around that. And if you go over to the... Uh, oh, trophy support. Digital Foundry. They have hands-on. We can actually see the analysis of it. And um, it's running at 60 frames per second. And it's a slight improvement. And eh, it's better. I mean, it's not as jaggy, and there's some filtering going on, but eh. There's someone have that PlayStation 2 feel though. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's obviously it's not an HD remaster, but I mean like um control wise. Yeah. The PS2 3D games, 3D environments, you know, PS1, PS2, Xbox, all that. Those games from that era. I don't I don't I when I play them today that feel that i get from the control even the really tightly controlled games is just something off about that era that it just doesn't have quite the appeal of the way your character feels in the environment in today's games i mean god of war i would say is an exception a few others but i don't know there's just something always feels off to me when i play those games after playing the newer things so i don't know I mean, it does look good, and you when you really look at it. When I catch um, Super Star Wars on sale, I'll probably buy that just for the trophy support. I'm not even a trophy whore, but I want some Super Star Wars trophies. And they have Star Wars bounty hunter running on emulation. I mean, it looks it looks good. I see. That's the first I heard about the pre order bonus. The the bundle that was was that only a PS4 bundle or was that a could you get that bundle with the game bundle available now on retail includes PS okay includes a PS4 console I already have one of those that's a pretty good bundle if the price is like four hundred bucks or something or less yeah but if you click on the uh, digital foundry the first link I sent you yeah look at that I mean you look down at the bottom at the comparisons yeah they looks really sweet. Down at the bottom of the page. Well, smoothing the images out. I mean, that's always going to be sweet. I mean, that looks really good. 
Yeah, that's an improvement. No. But, of course, there are some games that just look like total ass. There's nothing you can do. Well-made games will look great. Games that look like shit will look like shit. Yep. Some games you're just going to have to completely remake. I mean, like the like original PlayStation 2 titles ran out of range of pixel count, but 512 by 448 and 640 by 448 were commonplace. Uh, God of War 2, like you were talking about, even let you choose between the two. Uh, but first impressions suggest that the emulator resolves the native resolution of 1292 by 896. So, two black lines are added to the top and bottom of the before receiving the final upscale up to 1080p. I wonder if Racer Revenge has been like if the gameplay is going to be at 60 frames per second. In effect, we're looking at four times the pixel count. So, because um, Jedi Starfighter was hitting 60 frames per second while the game is running on PS2 hardware, has nothing like that in the level of output. So, I would, I would like to see Racer Revenge at 60 frames. I think the original ran at like 30. Um, I've seen no reason why you couldn't. No. That, that, would, that would be pretty neat. That was a good game. That was fun. It was tough. I'd be interested in buying this. But... On to that, to the another difficult game. The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth coming to PlayStation 4. I'll look for other platforms not too good. My favorite quote is from uh, Tyrone Rodriguez, the founder. Uh, said, quote, stop lying to yourself. The Wii U is not much more powerful than a PlayStation Vita. Among other things, consider that Afterbirth has over 100 weapon combinations. Rebirth had much less. Those stacks add up. Uh, there has been no mention of an Xbox One version, but designer Edmund McMillan commented that Afterbirth is currently in development for the PlayStation 4. Uh, Binding of Isaac, really? I don't see that as a game that pushes hardware. I could see like freaking guys in their basement coding out the run on a fucking Game Boy Advanced. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I really doubt it has anything to do with Wii U's power. It's probably an unfamiliarity with the architecture. So it's going to be on. Considering it's 20 or 30%. Mm-hmm. I don't know what number it is. It's more powerful than the 360 or PS3. So uh, PlayStation 4 and PC. But. Yeah, that guy's full of shit. He just doesn't want to say, oh, I just suck at freaking coding for something I haven't done before. No, I think you're just going to get PlayStation 4 and, and PC. That's it. Works for me. <sighs> Rocket League Season Pass. 
not happening anytime soon. Why? Because the developer does not like the idea. Quote, season passes are still something we don't have plans to do. We have seen demand for it, which is why we've considered maybe doing it, but really, it's not likely. We just don't like the idea of selling the, quote, promise of content before we've made the content itself. We also don't want people to feel it. Feel like if they're giving us money, they're getting something for it immediately, not eventually. Scott, what's your feeling of season passes, DLC, and all that bullshit before it's actually even been made? Um, way to load the question, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like his quote of it's a promise of content. I mean, you know, I don't know. Games and season passes, it's like Battlefront. I mean, they got a $50 season pass already. And there's no guarantee you're going to get that stuff. And it's happened in a few games before. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But um, maybe I'm thinking of the Kickstarter projects that fall through. But, uh, you know, season passes, I don't know. Most of those games that are offering season passes already have the content finished. <laughs> so, I mean... I'm sure everything that's coming out for Battlefront in the next year has been done for months. So, I don't know. I think it's horseshit. I think season passes, I mean, they rarely offer a real discount over anything. And the only time I consider a season pass is when I see it for sale. So, like, as much as I love Alien Isolation, I didn't buy their season pass until it was $15, which was half price. So, and even then, that was many months after I'd finished the game. I, I think season passes to a, to a certain price point are okay, but the way I see it, if I'm going to spend $50 on a season pass, then I should probably get just damn near the same amount of content that I do for $60. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be. I mean, you're, but instead, like, you're going to get a few map packs and some new emotes you know, uh, don't think those emotes at least weren't freaking done a year ago or better for the um, Battlefront. You'll get new emotes, a few new weapons, a few new maps, and one or two maybe game modes. And that's what you're going to get for $50. Yeah. You know, you're going to get a tenth of the game for fifty for almost the price of a whole game. Yeah. So that being said, Rocket League is getting more paid DLC, but it's not going to be under a season pass. You're, it'll come out when it's done. And then you can buy it. Mario Kart 8 was the way to do it. Yeah. Early adopters, of, you could buy the season pass. They didn't call it a season pass, but that's what it was. But you got like 50% uh, of a Mario Kart release for $11. So that's that. I mean, it's like expansion packs back in the old days. I think we've touched on this before. You paid $30 for an expansion pack, you got literally 60 or 70% of a game, sometimes double the game for half the money you know a computer game would be 40 or 50 dollars expansion would be 20 or 30 dollars and you got hours and hours of content all kinds of shit hell they would include mod tools sometimes things like that so yeah i don't know it's 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 about value per dollar on the consumer side and it's about squeezing blood from a turnip on the uh publisher side so if i see the season pass for star wars for like 10 bucks i'll probably grab it but i don't expect that anytime soon because that's just the way digital is and 
Broforce is getting an update. That's getting two updates, actually. Um, the update adds Christopher Lambert character, Brolander, <laughs> and Broden, based on Highlander and Raiden. And the other update is a um, two new tactical, well, a tactical item, including all supply, all American supply drops for red, white, and blue mech when you need it, and alien pheromones to extract xenomorphs and performance-enhancing vitamins for a little extra oomph. Also added is a series of new convert, covert ops levels for each bro, which free lives explained are designed around each unique character and their special attacks. So um, apparently early next year, well, next year or sometime, early next year, it will be available on PlayStation 4. No but shit. It, yeah, it, supposedly. But it should be out. I was hoping it'd be out PlayStation 4 this year, but it's supposed to be out next year. But it is available right now on Steam, so check it out. And it is excellent. It is infuriating. It is hilarious. So... Very good game. There's a good possibility that next month it will be our game of the year. So that episode will be out next year, whenever we decide to record it. And we also have to have our um, Scott and Paul show inductee of the uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. I wonder who that's going to be. Pretty sure the guy will be from Charlotte, North Carolina, though. Didn't we do a Hall of Fame last year? Yes, we do one every year. We're just one guy? Yeah. Who did we do last year? We did Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because we were trying to come up with the top ten, and then it kind of crapped out because we were... No, no, we do a top ten to, to work it down to number one. Right, yeah. Yeah. But originally, we was just going to do a top ten, period. No. Okay, I'm wrong then. I'm capitulating to your disagreement. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, 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 you're probably right. Because I just can't fucking remember. No, we we did a I top ten that way to work our way down to number one. Yeah, that's right. That that way it, it would be fair. Yeah, that way people wouldn't think we just randomly picked number one. That way people would see the voting process. Oh, that's right. Because we had two separate lists. Yeah, we discussed it back and forth. Yeah, for weeks. Yeah, like I lost sleep trying to come up with one. Yeah. And not really, but I, I I did sit around and think and think and think, and I'm like, geez, I just can't narrow this shit down. Yeah. Now I do not know if this is a bug hunt or not. Afro Samurai 2 on PlayStation 4 was a failure. Game removed from PlayStation Store and Steam refunds issued. They had an Afro Samurai for PS4 and Steam. Afro. I remember the other one. It was okay. Released back in September and removed from the PlayStation 4 earlier this month, Afro Samurai 2 Revenge Akuma for PlayStation 4 and PC was a failure, according to Publisher versus Evil. GameSpot gave it a 2 out of 10. Yeah, so I'd did. say that's probably going to be a bug hunt. I don't think it was a it's a bug hunt. It's just a very bad game. They failed. 
According to um, versus evil, we could not do in good conscience volumes two and three. And they just pulled it and they refunded everybody their money. Wow. Now I want a copy of it just to see how bad it is. According to CG Magazine, Afro Samurai 2 is completely removed from the PlayStation 4 library. And the refund was issued when the game was removed back on November 9th. I was reading the review, and then they have huge bold letters with a quote. After Samurai 2 needlessly objectifies women for the sake of nothing but titillation and attitude. This reverb from this particular blare of ignorance is deafening. Well, now I know why they gave it a 2. Is it going to be like the Polygon Bayonetta 2 review? Expensive dialogue, blatantly objectifies women, poor voice acting, ambiguous rules. Technical issues sour every moment. This was September of last year. And Gamergate broke in, what, August? Fuck. At least he goes over the actual game itself, so I'll give Peter Brown a pass. Uh, technical issues sour every moment, so it was full of bugs. Intense, violence, blood and gore, partial nudity, strong language. Killing people in explicit... This is a commenter below. Killing people in an explicit way, no problemo. Showed some titties. Arg, humanity! <laughs> Reviewer logic. I'm offended by this game because people die in it. I want, to, I want to hear a reviewer discuss well, that. There's only 26 reviews on Steam. Uh, 3% of the 26 reviewers for this game were positive. <laughs> yeah, that game's clearly bad. Metacritic, 3 out of 5 for 360. Oh, that's the original. It's got a rating of 1 out of 15 reviews that were, um, you know, the ones that the game developers give money to to get scores. They apparently didn't pay anybody. No. After Samurai 2, Revenge Akuma, Volume 1. God, there was going to be a Volume 2. Oh, no, that came out this September. That came out this September. To this guy. Uh, extremely linear and tight, tightly put on rails. There was little choice now I could play. Not to expect in an open world or such, but the actual gameplay I did get to play, had me crawling physically 90% of the time. Another 25% was spent climbing up a wall, and I got to experience some combat, but it was never fluid and as tight as a 2009 title. There was little gameplay, actually experience. I spent a good 90% of the time watching cutscenes. I get to move Gino, I guess that's his name, G-I-N-N-O, for that's maybe not. one or two minutes max, and then face a five-minute cutscene, which may lead into another cutscene before I get control again. On top of the cutscene, there was also a quick-time event, one of which involved button mashing, and it punished me for pressing a button too much, and it, sw and it switched prompt. If you mess up, it puts you back before any cutscene, so you watch it again. There is no way to skip them. 
I hate games that do that. The controls are very unresponsive. The camera is terrible. It's static, and it will quickly swing around. But if you're holding a direction and happen to run off a cliff as a result, more cutscenes to watch. Often the static camera will clip into, ter to, into terrain that has come into the foreground and leave you behind. <sighs> Holy shit. This is from Dempsey on, on Steam. Yep. Pretty bad when you have to issue refunds because your game's so freaking broken. Gearbox software. Sega. Man. They should do those things. So I don't, I don't know if this is a bug hunt or what. We... I don't know. It says there's a lot of technical issues. But is it? I don't think it's a technical issue. I think you just suck. You just... Did you not even try? Why they, did you even release this game? A broken, unfinished game. It's just like they tried to go the Telltale model of releasing episodic games and you should finish the first game before you release the second episode. Yeah, there we go. I wonder if they sold season passes for that. Holy crap. I never That's thought what... about it in relation to um, episodic games. Well, Scott did his homework. And he actually watched the New Japan match. I crammed for it right before the podcast. <laughs> he watched uh, Hamna versus Ishii match from... I forgot the name of the, the, of event, the show. Uh, probably Night of a Thousand Headbutts. Uh, that was the, uh, damn, I forgot the name of the show that was on. I don't know. I can't read Japanese. But anyways, the match was really, really, like, stiff, like, hard. Power yeah, Struggle, sort of... I think. It was a Power Struggle show from November 7th. Man, those guys beat the hell out of each other. It was good. Yeah. Good showmanship. A lot of good drama. The um, there was one headbutt. I swear to God, I thought I thought they were taking the guy out on a stretcher. He hit him right in the freaking chin. He just blasted him. Ishi hit Hanma, and it was it was devastating. But he made it. He's tough. These guys are tough. These guys are real tough. The uh, flying headbutt from the top rope to the floor. Yes, where he just landed stomach first, hips first. Yeah, I mean, those mats are there, but I've flopped down on those mats before, and I'm telling you, they're, they'll they'll help a decent bit. But from that height, I don't know about from up there. Shit. Yeah. I've had the wind knocked out of me on those things from three or four feet, and that was being spread out and landing right. I'm just a tough motherfucker. Yeah, that's just shit. Just, I mean... <laughs> And a few minutes later, he was like rubbing rubbing his hip. He's like, "That was a bad idea. <laughs> I'm not taking that bump again." Oh, clearly. And uh, then he got back up, got in the ring, and he got. And his result was getting the shit knocked out of him again. Yeah, one time he Homa slapped uh, Ishi, 
Hey, hit him so hard, man. The sweat just went flying off his head. I and Ishii dropped, and, and he didn't drop, but he kind of stumbled a little bit. And I think he probably actually had his bell rung a little bit, and then played it off with the way he laid down on the mat. He's just very, um, very quick on his on his feet when he was thinking, I guess. But he, I mean, he, there's no way he didn't feel that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was okay on. Dave Meltzer, five stars. What, what are you going to give that one? Oh, that's a that's a four. Yeah, that was an awesome match. That was definitely the match tonight for that show. There's another match on there. It was the uh, tag match you should watch. I'll, I'll put that one on there next for you. But just the way that <clears throat> there was some selling on there that, that I think you're liking. <laughs> I'll put that one on there for you to watch. You can review that one next time. But right, I'll watch it. That match was awesome. I mean, we. I mean, I have to get I'm you caught up before the um, Tokyo Dome show on January fourth. I don't have the context of everything that goes on between you know the storyline before that and everything. So you don't really need it. It hampers it a little bit. New Japan really they kind of tell the story in the in the ring. Mm. It's not like fucking WWE bullshit where you gotta have all this fuck the story. It's just two guys beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, you got two hours of television and fifteen minutes of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need that. This this goes right in there. Hell you enjoyed the match. You didn't even need to know anything before going into it, really. Yeah, when I watched WWE. When they, anytime I see the camera cut to the backstage area, I just want to just turn the channel. I'm done because I know we'll sit there and listen to these people. That, they act fine for wrestlers, <laughs> <laughs> but when they push them to where they're on screen for five or ten straight minutes trying to play up whatever, they do not do well at all. And it's, it's, it, I don't know, it's very off putting. Yeah, there's only a few people back there who can do that shit. The yeah. Rock and Austin, they can do it, but... Mm. Well... It's not looking good for injuries, though. Yeah, they're a mess, man. Well, let's see. They won't have to act backstage. <laughs> Cesaro. Uh, Soder injury. I don't know what the hell he did, but he tore some tendons in there, so he's having surgery now, and uh, he will be gone for four to six months. So Seth Rollins is gone. Randy Orton is gone. Sting is gone. Daniel Bryan has gone. Sami Zayn is gone, but he should be back soon. Cena is gone, that lying piece of shit, hypocrite motherfucker. What's but, that hypocrite? What happened there? Well, for years he gave The Rock – shit because the rock left to go make movies and cena said well i would never do that because i love this business and i love the fans and i would never never leave to go make movies or anything like that if the opportunity ever presented itself i would do both i would i would make movies or make films or, or do tv and keep my schedule i would never leave and what did he do? He fucking left for two months to go make a movie, to go make that reality series. 
And WWE made sure, and when they said that John Cena left for two months, he, they said personal reasons because they didn't want him to be known as a hypocrite. Well, then they finally came out and That's said that, well, he was making a reality series. He's been in two or three movies. Yeah, but he didn't leave at that time for two months. Yeah. But but now they finally admitted that, well, he was gone to, to make that reality series. In the, um, the wrestling movie, not pro wrestling, but like high school wrestling. Yeah. But he was still making all of his TV appearances. But this time he, he wasn't. He quit for mm. two months. I see. Because he saw all those greenbacks. Yeah. But now that... I don't blame him. But yeah, he ran his mouth. Yeah, yeah, he ran his mouth to talk shit about The Rock for years. And I wouldn't say that... The never say never, motherfucker. Sting has not really arrived in WWE. <laughs> yeah. no. So, I mean, he doesn't really count. That's been such a huge disappointment. Well, he was only supposed to work that one match. He thought he was only going to work WrestleMania and that was it. Yeah. That's why he, he agreed the job. And then he worked two or three more times, and then he got his neck fucked up. He has the same neck issue that uh, Austin has, that spinal stenosis or whatever it is that mm -hmm. compresses your spine. Yeah. That's what he has now. Yeah, when he hit that turnbuckle, I knew, I knew he wasn't faking. Yeah. Well, there's ones like this. The dude's not acting. You could just, just the way even that uh, Seth Rollins started working after that, I knew it was screwed up. Yeah. I was like, this is for real. Daniel Bryan's thing is one doctor says, WWE's main doctor says, nope, you're not coming back. Too many concussions. Then he went to the, I think it was a Super Bowl doctor or somebody like that, who says, well, you're fine. I don't see any reason why you can't wrestle. He went to the NFL doctor who's – is it one of the ones that's currently being sued over the concussions? No, no, no. He went to the one in Phoenix. Okay. And he said that uh, you're okay. And so now they got he has to go to a third doctor, and he's going to cast the deciding vote. And then it's up to Vince to, to decide. So either he has already went – and he has given his okay, and Vince is just deciding when to bring him back, or he's already knows, said, no, you can't work. And Vince is just biding his time. Because the last time he brought him back, he fucked up all of his WrestleMania plans. So, uh, Sami Zayn, I think he's supposed to be back. This winter, so because he had a, I think he rotator cuff surgery. But I have rotator cuffs, man. Those are that's one of those injuries that say it doesn't matter what they do. There's always something. Yeah. Uh, they may have to bring some guys up from NXT. <laughs> Gosh, you're losing everybody. But yeah. um yeah, yes, like sting. Ugh. Mm. Like if I saw him on a card for tomorrow, like 
if he was announced for WrestleMania in the main event, I just wouldn't even do the whole Sting thing because he's it's going to be fucked up. You know he's going to job. Yeah, Vince isn't going to let him win. So that's Sting WWE has been a huge disappointment. It's not Sting's fault. Did you get to watch any of Survivor Series? Uh, a little bit. Well, did you see the main event? No. Do you see who's champion is? Nope. It's um, Seamus, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that bit. Yeah, well, I call that one. <laughs> well, they like having a hill champion now, which is weird. It used to be a babyface territory. Now it's a hill territory. How many is that in a row? Two. Two? Yeah. Well, I, I, I imagine they're going to have probably Roman around Royal Rumble. But, eh. They got to go with somebody healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got their backs against the wall, man. Um, so. It hasn't been this bad in a long time with injuries. My God. You need to do more. How many months is Seth Rollins supposed to be out? Six to nine months. Jeez. He should be back around SummerSlam. It's like the world champion curse now. It's kind of like the Madden curse. That's something we did not talk about. We forgot to talk about that last week. Yeah, we did forget to talk about that. The EA curse. As soon as Ronda Rousey got announced to be the cover of ea boom <laughs> she got her ass knocked out yep the curse strikes again if you were ever selected to be on the cover of an ea sports game do not take it no you will have the worst year of your life that's a fact <laughs> unless she you're joe montana they had to sew her lip back together I mean, she got jacked up. <laughs> Did you see where Taz said that that, that fight was a work? Really? <laughs> yeah. That he watched that fight. And he watched it. He said it was a work. Or is he just being a smart ass? Uh, he's being Taz. Yeah. Yeah, she got the brake speed off from her. Plain and simple. See? what she gets for coming out for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. See, she got a lesson in socialism. Holly Holm needed the belt, so she took it. <laughs> uh. But uh, real quick, last Maybe last piece of news. The wealth. Yeah, last piece of news. Everybody go to uh, if you. This is kind of on the, the wrestling thing, and we like to merge everything. If you're a Tommy Dreamer fan or a Raven fan and a Star Wars fan, go to ProWrestlingTees.com and check out the Tommy Dreamer Raven 20th Anniversary Limited Edition uh, T-shirt. It's a Star Wars tribute picture. Take a look at it. It's really sweet. So, Scott, I'm going to send you a link. So, uh, that is it. Oh, and by the way, I did fuck up last week. I did say Walking Dead. I meant Ash versus Evil Dead. 
Uh, shirt's awesome. It is sweet, isn't it? Yes. And you get two autographed pictures, eight by tens, with Raven and Dreamer. But it's only available till December. What is it? Twentieth. Mm, I was on Google search for images to find. So I don't have a date in front of me. Uh, December 31st. So we have until the end of the year pick one up. So that's $45. It's a pretty sweet shirt. Yeah. And, and Han shot first. Han did shoot first. Yep. I noticed on the Blu-ray that they've decreased the amount of time between shots. Like now Greedo um, and Han shoot practically practically the same time. All right. That's how it does it. All right. Well, so. Oh, my God. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures of Jake Lloyd? Uh, Scott's starting to carouse the internet, so this show's getting rid <laughs> of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, we will be back next week. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Surprised. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, <laughs> people.